Welcome to the Peak Community Church Podcast, where weekly messages are available for your hearing. started a new series called Synoptic Riddles. Synoptic Riddles. And these are the parables of Jesus Christ. And so the intro, the first one was light. Right? You don't light up a lamp to put it up underneath the basket or underneath the bushel. That's counterproductive. You, you light up a lamp and you want to put it in a high place so that the, the light can... So we spoke about releasing the light. Uh, the, last week we spoke about um, the garment. The garment and the patch. Old, sky, old skins and, and new skins as far as new wine and old wine and how you can only put new wine in new wine skins and how... Jesus comes to provide us and give us new skins. He, he takes care of an outside situation so that he can put in an inside work. Amen? And so we spoke about uh, receiving new skins. New skins. If you play Fortnite, that means a whole different thing. But uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Huh? It's about the skins, baby. Come on, get me them V-Bucks. What, son? <laughs> Want to spend real money on fake money? Crazy. All right. So today we're confronted with a whole different teaching. Amen. <laughs> today we're confronted with a whole different teaching. You know, I once said that when there are two visions, there is division. Right? When there's two visions, there's Division. We, we need to come in and have one vision, one purpose. And, and I want to do, use a little illustration. Uh, Big G, can you come up here for a second? That's what happens when people start getting rowdy at the peak. We're going to tie them up. Man. Come on. You're a Boy Scout. You know them. Now, now there's, there's, a, there's a knot right there in the middle of this rope, Right? You got a kingdom over there. You got a kingdom over here. What happens if there's division? He wants to go that way. I want to go this way. What's going to wind up happening? Man, this is a tug of war. Oh, I can lose a little ground. I can, I can pull a little ground. But the fact of the matter is... <laughs> but, 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 but the... But the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of... You see how the struggle is? He wants to go that way. I want to go this way. We got two different visions. We're going into two different opposite ends, man. And life becomes this whole struggle. Why? Because it's a give a little. It's a take a little. How many people know that you've taken one step forward and three steps back? You ever been in a cycle in your life? Now, what happens if he comes over? What's the task? This rope? Come on, how easy is this? How easy is this? We crossed the path, and now, because we're doing this together, how easy is this? How easy is this? We crossed it. We crossed the line. Thank you, my brother. I'm telling you that we can either be a, a, a supporting force in this world, or we can be an opposing force in this world. It's one or the other. We can be supporting forces or opposing forces. And until you're aligned, until you're united in effort, working together, you cannot, you will not advance in life. Somebody say join forces. 
join forces. You got to be in sync. Do you know up here, me and him, we're going to make the new end sync. Jesus, Jesus had something to say about opposing forces. Uh, would you, can you run that uh, video? Thank you. Come out of him. Lord. He casteth out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And a house divided against a house falleth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted, and divideth his spoils. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. This passage of scripture is pulled out of the gospel according to Luke chapter 11, and it starts at verse 14. For those of you who are taking notes, I'm not going to read it because uh, I think uh, the actor did a fairly good job at playing this thing out. So let's just pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to gather together to seek out your face, Lord God. We thank you for the unity of community that you've given us here at the peak. And so, Lord Father, I just pray right now that you would have your way. I silence every voice, every chatter, every distraction 
right now in the name of Jesus, every demonic force that would come against your purpose and will here in this place today, I, I come against it now in the name of Jesus, releasing, O oh Father God, angelic hosts to be able, O oh Father God, to set an atmosphere that would be able to praise you, worship you, know you, Lord Father God, that there be deliverance, O oh Lord. So we pray, God, this morning, not my will, but your will be done. Your kingdom come in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people say, amen, amen. May we be so bold, family, in identifying the primary subject in this parable. Uh, touch somebody and tell them it's about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. This is about the kingdom. If we were to examine this and, and begin to dissect this, we know that the primary purpose, the primary subject here that Jesus is actually talking about isn't about kingdom. It's not about division. It's not about, it's about kingdom. This is a kingdom principle. The accusations of, of his ability to be able to, to, to heal this mute person now, now understand, this guy was coming with a physical ailment. It was a physical ailment. There was a physical manifestation of, a, 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 of an ailment, of an issue that he had. And what was that issue? He was mute. He couldn't speak. Oftentimes, I got to tell you that as a pastor, I, I look at things in a clinical approach and I look at it in a spiritual approach. When people, when I'm dealing with people and, and, and I'm counseling with people, I need to know that there can be a clinical aspect. There may be a, 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 a chemical imbalance. There may be a, an emotional being. That, that something could be clinical. And it can also very well much be spiritual. And we have to be able to discern here in regards to, am I dealing something with the body or am I dealing with something with the soul? Did this individual open up gateways that should not have been opened up? Is this person being tormented, persecuted by a demonic force? And if so, then the prescription is going to be a little different. Amen? They accused him of being able to heal this guy and cast out this demon. And they said they, he did it by Beelzebub. Try that name out for size. Beelzebub. Who is Beelzebub? What is this Beelzebub? Beelzebub was a Canaanite deity. Um, A.K.A. Lord of the Flies. It's another name that, that, that came through him. But this Canaanite deity that, that really represented the darkness uh, um, had this name of the Lord of the Flies, or A.K.A. Baal. Ever see that name? B-A-A-L, Baal, right? And so this pagan, uh, demonic, idol god that is, has a force, a strength, to the Jews became to know one of the chief devils and the devil himself. And so he's saying, you know what? Jesus is in, is in alignment with Satan himself. And the only way he was able to do this is because he is in cahoots with him. Do you know what cahoots looks like? <laughs> I've been in cahoot. Cahoot fall into, a, in, into an alignment. Satan does this. 
Satan does this. He's got, there's a kingdom that he establishes. There is witchcraft. There is satanic worship. There is darkness and evil that is being propagated and pushed through. There are people that subscribe to this lifestyle and actually give him honor and willingly serve him today. And what Jesus is saying is that, you know what? I'm not in cahoots with this. You know who are in cahoots? Look at a person after they go to a witch doctor. Look at a person after they go and they have their cards read or, or la taza. In Spanish, we had the, the, the coffee mugs. You know, they, they can read the, the lines on, on, on coffee, la taza. Um, you, you go into these witch doctors and, and all of a sudden, you know, they, 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 you can get some healing. You, they, there's some power within that. But then within that comes across of that is this, this desire, right? This, this, this need. This is, this is now my solution. This is now my answer. My answer is now within. And, and you wind up getting pulled in and sucked in into this whole witch doctor, the occult. And, and, and where you get relief in one area of your life. All of a sudden, you've got another five that are becoming oppressed and, and stepped down, and you don't understand why things are coming out the way they're coming out. Well, you're putting your trust in the wrong armor. Jesus came down to uh, uh, reshape and redefine what the kingdom of heaven is. Jesus points out the obvious. Thank you, Captain Obvious. How can a kingdom divided stand? How can a king, how can a house divided against itself be able to prevail? Jesus said no. On the contrary, Jesus was saying that his demonstration of casting out a demon and making that man whole is proof that he just invaded Satan's kingdom. He just opened up a can of whoop booty opened up a six-pack what did jesus say i love the words that he said man he said you know what when there's a strong man and he's got his stuff in order right everything is good you think he's going to give up his territory this is my territory this is now my house i got my feet up i got the remote control i'm i'm gucci this is this is what jesus is saying if there's a strong man that's got his house in order and got all of this, the only thing that can happen is that a stronger man is going to be able to come in. Come on. Somebody say stronger man. There's got to be a stronger man. Jesus bound and plundered the strong man and cleaned house. Huh? He did this by the finger of God, the power of God. He ascribed all glory, all power to the one in heaven. This isn't a matter of me just coming in and doing this. He said if there's a strong man, there's got to be a stronger man. And the stronger man is going to come in and clean house. Jesus. The finger of God. You know, the Bible always speaks about the right hand of God. Speaks about the right hand of God. What does the right hand of God represent? It's always what? The, the righteousness of God. The power of God. It is his strength. His right hand goes before us. But Jesus is coming in and he, and he draws a little bit from the psalmist. And he says, it's the finger of God. Man, you know what? For Jesus to do what he needed to do, he didn't even need the whole hand of God. He needed just the finger of God. The power of God. And when we have the power of God that's with inside of us. Come on.
the strong man. Come on. Sometimes people will be like, man, pastor, you, sometimes you just walk with this confidence. It's because you know what? I got a strong man. I got a stronger man. I know who it is that walks behind me. I know who it is that walks alongside of me. I know who it is. If God be for me. Come on. But, but, verse 20, if I cast out demons with the finger of God, then surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Jesus was ushering the kingdom of God. In fact, that was John the Baptist's uh, 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 entire ministry. Repent. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. All of this time and all of these years waiting for the prophets, going through the scrolls. When will the Messiah come? And Jesus is saying the time is now. The kingdom of heaven has come upon you. Why? Why? How do we know that the kingdom of heaven is upon us? Who wants the kingdom of heaven to be upon them? Jesus turns around and says, but when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, I'm going to wrap him up. I'm going to wrap him up. He takes from him all of his armor in which he trusted and divide his spoils. What's some of the armor that we trust in? What's some of that armor that that strong man trusts in? Chemical dependency? Huh? Sexual? Uh, 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 um, idolatry? Huh? Hatred, division, dissension? We're going to talk a little bit about it. But this is what he comes to do. And what Jesus is saying, man, I'm going to take this. I'm going to be able to clean house. I'm going to pack this up, dust it all out, get it out the front door, reestablish this kingdom. Satan is strong, but Jesus is stronger. Satan is strong. He's the God of this world. Don't get it twisted. He knows. He knows the temptations. He knows that my, 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 my gimmick is different than your gimmick. But they're all gimmicks. They're all gimmicks. And Jesus is saying, the stronger man has come now. And my demonstration of this, of me healing this man, of him being set free, is demonstration. Not that I'm in cahoots with the adversary, but that I'm coming and taking back territory. I want to talk to you not about the war that's without. I want to talk to you about the war that's within. Because you know what? There's a kingdom inside of you. I don't want to talk about the kingdom that's outside. I want to talk to you about the kingdom that's inside. If you open up your uh, Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, verse 17 through 25. I want to speak a little bit about this nature. We're going to speak a little bit about this kingdom. Amen? Are you with me this morning? You guys good? Yeah? All right. For the sinful nature and its desire, which is opposed to the spirit. All right, so there's an opposition already. How many people know that there's a war within? There's a war within each and every one of you. There's a sinful nature that has its desires, and it's opposed. It's contrary. It's at war with the spirit that's within. And according to the Amplified, and the desires of the spirit opposes the sinful 
nature of the flesh. For these, the sinful nature of the flesh and the spirit are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict. So that as you, as believers, not non-believers, he's speaking to believers, those who believe unto the name of the Lord, those who subscribe and have submitted themselves to God's way rather than their own way. Even those do not always do whatever good things you want to do. But if you are guided and led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Each and every one of us has this internal fight within the kingdom itself. Your house will not stand as long as it's divided within itself. As long as you allow this sinful nature to placate you, to have a directive in your life, you're, you're a kingdom divided. We have to make a choice. We have to make a choice in regards to serving the kingdom of light. We have to be intentional. My God, not my will, but your will be done in my life, Lord God. Not the things that I want to do, not the things that I want to chase. You open the doors that you would have me walk through, and you close the ones that you would keep me from. But this life is no longer my own. It is now yours. That's what it is to come into salvation. That's what it is to be a child of the living God. And what he's saying is that once this happens, even when you trip up, even when, even when you trip up, because we're all going to trip up, you're not, you're not held or bound by the law. You're a child of the Most High God. What's then the difference? Does this give me a license to sin? Absolutely not. Look at what the passage of Scripture says. Verse 19. Now the practices, the practices, okay, of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are. Can we, can, we, can we list a couple of these? I mean, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Mike, if I start making you feel uncomfortable, please just let me know, okay, because that's not my, you know. I, I'm, listed in all, I'm listed in like probably 80% of these. Can, can we just, can we keep it real? All right, I'm going to keep it real. Now, the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality. The Amplified breaks it down like this. Total irresponsibility, lack of self-control. Lack of self-control. When your, when your sensual desires becomes the ruling practice of who you are, that has become your God. When you have given up the natural use of the body, what this was made for in regards to procreation, that there's a, a natural order of it where you come together, a man and a female would come together. It's for the procreation of life. This is what sex, this is how God designed sex to be about. It's not just to be to fulfill the pleasure zone. It, it, it's got something so much more intimate, so much, so much more deeper than what it is. These soul ties that wind up becoming established. But we live now in a culture where who needs a marriage certificate? What's a paper about? I mean, can't we just Netflix and chick? Netflix and chill. 
<laughs> Let's just chill and forget the Netflix. Hey. It's irresponsible. It's, it's, it's lack of self-control. I want what I want when I want. It's that king, king baby syndrome, you know? No, no self-control. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I desire that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to employ self-control. I'm not going to go because I know that's not good for me. Everything, everything that is pleasurable isn't, isn't good. The devil provides a lot of pleasure. Sin is fun in the beginning. Sin is fun in the beginning. But six, years, six months down the line, a year down the line, I'm broke, joking, still want to toke. Idolatry. Idolatry. Huh? Making an image of God in your own mind. Idolatry is not just a statue and, 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 and you know, it, it's not. To, we, got, we got idolatry. Sometimes, man, this is, this is one of the biggest idols I got to fight. Come on, can I keep it real? This is one of the biggest idols I got to fight because this, is, this occupies a lot of my time. Ask yourself, what is your hobby? What do you do often that takes away time from the kingdom? What is it? Because in essence, anything that uh, uh, I would be my go-to first has the potential of becoming the idol. How many of us, when we wake up in the morning, the first thing we do is pick up? What's the day going to be? What's the, you know? Unless you're, pick, unless you're picking up the you version and going right into your devotionals and your scriptures, guess what? Instagram, Facebook, emails, all of this has the first preference in your life when you wake up. What, I, I'm, just, I'm just exposing. Can I, can I expose myself this morning? This is one of, one of my, this is one of my struggles. I don't know what your struggles are, but let's, let's face them this morning because a kingdom divided family is not going to be able to stand. If we have idolatry inside of us, sorcery, sorcery, the Bible says sorcery. You know, the, 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 the Greek word, pharmakasia, Pharmacy, pharmacy, pharmaceuticals, chemical substance abuse. All of a sudden, you start putting these drugs inside your body, and they open up channels and gateways. You begin to see things that you're not supposed to be seeing. You're unprotected in these areas, and all of a sudden, you become susceptible to demonic attack. Now you don't know why you're plagued with these thoughts, and you can't sleep, and you can't, you're not hungry, and all of a sudden, you're in turmoil. You don't know why you're in turmoil, but you've allowed things and opened yourself up to things you had no business opening yourself up to. Hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. This, this is prevalent now. This is prevalent now. I, uh, um, I saw a video of a, of a woman who was on, um, she was on a plane ride, and, and uh, the plane had Coke instead of Pepsi. And because she couldn't get her Pepsi, she had a, this was a full-grown woman, like 30 years old, with a tantrum attack because she couldn't get a Pepsi on a plane. Ah, 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 this fit of anger and rage. Where do you think that comes? That's not normal. When you see something like that, you got to turn around and acknowledge that's not normal. That's demonic. That's demonic. And the only way that we can provide a solution is by having the discernment to identify what's demonic, what's clinical, cast out demons, and prescribe. 
goes on to speak about disputes, dissensions, factions. You know what factions are? I had, I had a kind of a little bit of a twisted factions. Uh, uh, those that would promote heresy, that would like to separate themselves. You know what? Oh, Christianity is, is all right, but it's only partial. I have, we have the full revelation, or we have hidden knowledge, or we, we're the mystics. We can interpret this. We have the correct interpretation. We're the only ones, not everybody. How many people know that the Bible says that now all things have been revealed to the sons of God? There is now no longer any mystery. Everything that was in shadows and types throughout the Old Testament has now been revealed. There is no private interpretation of holy scriptures. Come on. Somebody got to say that. Hold on to that. There is now no private interpretation of scriptures. All things have been revealed. Don't turn around and come up with this cultish you know, nonsense and try to explain to me when the Bible is very clear. He speaks about drunkenness, righteous, uh, riotous behavior, and other things that are like, this, is, this isn't even an exhaustive list. Paul gives us a good solid list and he touches upon some of these areas that that show the sinful nature. This is what's opposed to the kingdom of God. And and who can honestly say that some of these things plague you? Because I know some of these things plague me. Is there a, a one of us here this morning that are not confronting one of or several of these areas? Paul says, I warned you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. There's one thing of, of, of slipping up. There's one thing of having an area that you're struggling before God, and, and, and you may slip during the day, and, and, and you come at the end of the day, Lord, Father, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my shortcomings, the weakness of within my flesh. Lord, I want to live righteous. I want to live holy. Grant me, fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit that I can live a holy life, set apart, acceptable unto you, O God. But we're still in the flesh. And we fall short. And when we fall short, we're not held or bound by the Lord. God says, you know what? Come to me at the end of every day. I'm going to forgive all of your sins. Willingly, unwillingly. Those that, that, that you, you intended to do. Those that you didn't intend to do. Sins of commission. Things that you did that you weren't supposed to do. I got you. I got you covered. Things that you should have done that you didn't do. Sins of omission. I got you covered. At the end of the day, this is honesty. This is, this is what it is. But for those who switch from the struggle to the practice, hey, come on, there's a difference from the struggle to the practice. Are you struggling or are you practicing? Is this, is this something that you're fighting in your life or is this something that you willfully accepted within your life? Because the moment you go from a struggle to a practice, you now just stepped into lewdness, lawlessness. And those who practice such of these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. We know what the sinful, lustful, wicked nature of the flesh is. But the kingdom of God has come upon us. A stronger man has come to bind each and every one of these areas. 
this armament that the devil would think that is your armor. He wants you to put your trust in your portfolios, trust in your careers, trust in your alcohol, trust in your sensuality. But this is all a false sense of trust. He said that there's a stronger man that now comes in and is going to take all of this. And that what you trusted in, that what you put, that what you used as your armor now is going to become spoils. I'm going to use the things that you trusted in to expose the adversary. You think that, the, that, that, that Jesus came and saved you and pulled you out of the hole that you were in? Uh, uh, for what? He pulled you out of that so that then other people can see. That they can know. So he can send you right back. I'm going to take the foolish things of this world in order to confine the wise. He's got a purpose. He's got a plan. The stronger man has come to bind each and every one of these areas and establish his nature. Establish his nature inside of us. What does his nature look like? Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence within us is love. Unselfish concern for others. I love coming in here on a Sunday morning and, and people talking and, you know, how's the baby and genuine concern. You all need anything? You good? Yeah? All right. Hey, I got a prayer request. Let's lift up Tony and Lisa. And, and, and so now we've, we're caring for one another. This is, this is unselfish love, agape love. And this is one of the first fruits that he's saying is that when the Spirit of God has a cup on you, you will now demonstrate unselfish love come on we, we need to we need to become you know fruit testers you know what i'm saying oh 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 you you're a christian okay mm-hmm. we'll see about that that fruit ain't ready man i think it was ripe <laughs> but when you get that nice banana that's all sweet and good. Mm, that's a good fruit. That's a mature fruit. This person's got good fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. He speaks of love, this unselfish love. This is joy, this inner peace. Joy. In, in, you, know how you, you know you test joy? Huh? When all hell breaks loose. When the poopy hits the fan in your life. When you're calm turns into crisis and chaos in the blink of an eye and that you can turn around and have an inner peace within you all hell could be breaking out around you but yet you've got this inner peace and this inner joy it's not it's not pertinent on your circumstance it's not pertinent on your situation on your bank account what's going on there's nothing that would be able to perturb or disturb the peace of god inside your heart when it's genuine and it's real this is the fruit of the spirit patience not the ability to wait patience isn't the ability to wait It's how we act when we're waiting. Huh? Patience isn't, isn't the ability to wait. It's how you act while you're waiting. Huh? Are you joyous? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right, waiting for the kingdom of God, man. God better hurry up, man, because this whole situation is going to be like, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to flip out. He's about to get into my carnal nature for real. I'm about to lay hands on that brother consecutively and 
decisively in the name of Jesus. We're going to get. Or you know what? <laughs> That's you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for an on-time word. Hallelujah. <laughs> Being patient. Kind, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, huh? Having the blessed assurance. You know what? It's not my timing. It's God's timing. And when you've got that assurance that, you know what, it doesn't matter because eventually he's going to come through. And when he comes through, he's going to wipe it all clean. He's going to make the pain go away. He's going to make the heartache go away. I remember Joseph, after everything that Joseph went through, traded by his brothers, betrayed by the ones that were closest to him, sold into slavery, uh, accused of things that he didn't even do in Potiphar's house, sent to the dungeons, not once but twice. I mean, and yet he kept himself faithful. He kept himself on point. God is in control of my life. It doesn't matter. I'm serving God. Whether I do this in prison, whether I do this on the street corner, whether I do this in my household, whether I do this in my workplace, I'm just going to be doing this. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Gentleness. Oh, Lord, dealing... God's dealing with me with gentleness. Because sometimes I, I like being gentle. I love people. But sometimes, you know, you wind up counseling. Sometimes I've realized that sometimes I could, I could give some hard love. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I get to a point, I'm like, do it again? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God's telling me, you know what? You got to be gentle. You got to be gentle. Relax. So, Lord, pray for me. Pray for me. <laughs> self-control. This is huge one. Self-discipline, self-control. Who's in control? Huh? Everybody, everybody, the God of the belly, what I want, when I want. Self-control. This is why fasting is so important. This is why we as a church, we, we fast and pray. Sometimes, you know what? I mean, we start the year fasting, but throughout the year, God, God puts it on my heart. You know what? We got we to gotta shed some, 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 some empty calories off. We got to take some of that weight off. You know, we're getting a little too comfortable. And what do we do when we do that? Deny ourselves the pleasures. Because if you could tell your belly no when it's hungry, then you'll be able to tell your flesh no when, it, when, when temptation comes through. It says the self-control against, against such things. There is no law. Because if you're operating within the fruit of the Spirit, you're operating within the law of God. Against this, there is no law. How can you be judged against the law if you're fulfilling the law as you live it out? It's not the list of the do's and don'ts, me trying to be good. It's God entering into his kingdom. It's allowing and giving room the stronger man to come in and bind the strong man within. The deliverance of this kingdom, my freedom. Jesus, if you could come and, and, and set me free, then I don't want to do good. It's going to be the natural byproduct of who I am. Because you're going to rewrite your nature over my heart. The things that I used to desire and I thought was fun. Psh, foolishness. And then the things that God offers. Oh, it's the long haul. But when you do it, no one can take that away from you. How many people know that when, when, when you have the quick gains, 
they all so quickly. If you don't have value, if it didn't cost some sweat, some emotional grit, then, then, then what value do you have for it? If it came easy, it goes easy. But if you had to for that thing, you're going you're gonna to treasure that thing. My God, that we would be able to treasure the kingdom of God within us. Paul concludes this by saying, if we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit. That means with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage. Huh? When, when people start slandering oh, Bibles in schools and and, and, and intolerance and, and Ten Commandments in the court systems. And, you know, uh, uh, we had the, 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 the entire movement. Not my president. Not my God. Not my God. And this, it, it, amazing how, how uh, in, in the name of tolerance, people have become so intolerant. God, God loves the sinner. He just hates the lack of the self-control. And the sinful nature that comes within because of how it binds us. How, 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 how it oppresses us. How depression and anxiety and all of the worries and stressful behaviors and patterns. All of this starts, it, it, it just plagues us. And this is what God wants us to set us free. But he sets us free and he, in, order, he said, in order for you to be set free, you've got to live by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Not fulfill the, the lusts of the flesh, but fulfill the works of the Spirit. What's more greater, your belly or your soul? The outside always reflects the kingdom inside. Huh? The outside is always going to reflect the kingdom that's inside. Don't listen to what a person tells you. It's not what comes out of their mouth. It's with their behaviors and their patterns. Because that is what's going to fall into alignment with what's taking place on the inside. I, uh, um, I was a clinical coordinator once for a therapeutic community, and we were always told a messy bed represents a messy head. A messy head, a, a messy bed represents a messy head. What you do, what's important for you. So if you wake up in the morning and, and you're about tightening it up and, and making your bed and, and, and this all represents what's taking place on the inside. It, it only, you know, only a matter of time until you can understand or hear within an individual if there is an internal conflict or are there opposing natures. Is this a kingdom divided? And if it is, if it is, God wants to unite it. Whether it is a machine, a sports team, a government party, or one own mind, things have worked together if anything is going to be accomplished. A double-minded man is like what? The, 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 the seas tossed. One day I'm, 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 I'm walking this way. The, the next way I'm walking this way. I'm going to make this decision today because I'm feeling pretty good. But you know what? Next week I'm not going to be feeling too good. I'm going to make. And, 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 and you're always 
And, and you remember the illustration of the rope? Do you know pulling this way, me pulling that way? We're, we're always going to be this constant. And guess where we're going? Guess where we're getting? Nowhere fast. Nowhere fast. The Bible says that the double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. James 1.8. And so my question to you this morning, family, is do you recognize a kingdom divided within? Just a little you know, uh, uh, self-exploration. Do you feel bound by a strong man and want and need deliverance from the sinful nature of your flesh? Is there a strong man that set up shop and is comfortable? Because you know what? He's not going to give up the territory so easily. But Jesus said that there's a stronger man that comes. And that stronger man is Christ and Christ himself. And he's come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. He's come to bring us and give us deliverance. That we don't trust in the spoils. That we can allow all of those things that we use as our armament. We don't need those walls of defenses anymore. Tear them suckers down. My life is an open book now before the living God. And if my life is an open book, I've got a clean conscience. I don't have to worry about who's walking me and who's a... Who's a Freedom in the name of Christ. I'm here to tell you this morning that there is a stronger man named Jesus who can plunder your house, can clean your house, and create within you not a divided force, but a united force. I'm going to invite you to, to just stand up and let me pray for you. Church, you can pray. Look. The Peak Community Church is a young, vibrant, life-giving church in the heart of Peekskill. Come and visit us on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. at the historic Elks Club, 1038 Brown Street. Thank you for listening.